When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you today to Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. I'm also the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this is inspired. Lisa Goitz is alongside, as always, my friend and producer. And we're happy to join you for another edition of the podcast. Lisa, how are you doing? I am fine. You know, it's funny. When you said that, I was smiling, and I realized that we're not on video. <laughs> So I like I was doing like, oh, hi, everybody with a smile, but it doesn't translate to audio. Glad you're, I'm glad you're smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling. How are you, Mitch? We had a we had a little bit of a break. Uh, I am fine, um, but I'm going to share with you today a bit of a uh, of an encounter that I had, which is actually going to be today's program, uh, be one of the themes of what we're talking about today. Uh, I just returned from a vacation, and my vacation took me overseas, and I was bicycling in France. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, it was nice. Uh, I wasn't on one of those road raid, you know, trips or something. I was visiting friends, and one day we went out to ride bikes. It was a holiday. And we were uh, riding, and so were a lot of other people around this lake in France, in the Annecy area up near Switzerland. Beautiful. You know, the mountains in the background, everything. Lovely. Yeah, gorgeous. So we're riding, and uh, there's a bike path. And on the right-hand side are the people going this direction. On the left-hand side are the people going the other direction. So I'm on the right-hand side, and it's all just fine. It's very leisurely, but there's a lot of people out. So we reach this part where we're going around a curve and coming down. So we got the combination of downhill and going around a curve. And just as we come around this curve, our lane on the right-hand side shrinks down to like half its size. The other lane expands to twice its size. And yet, despite that, a teenage girl, French teenager, drifts her bicycle out into our lane just as I'm coming around and doesn't move. And I'm coming around. She's literally right in front of me. Oh, no. Because she doesn't move, I have to swerve. Oh, geez. And I swerve uh, right into the, 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 there's a curb all of a sudden. There wasn't a curb before, but because it was going around this downhill curb, suddenly there was a curb. And so my bike goes up the curb and flies out of control. And I go flying off my bicycle. Oh, no. And I land on my hands and, and, and knees. And then my head hits the ground. Fortunately, I had a helmet on. So, uh, you know, and no damage Mitch. was done there, but my, my knees, my, I, I felt immediately I jammed, you know, my arm, something was broken. I, my knees were, were bloodied. My arms were bloody. My hands, the skin was ripped what? off and everything because it was all on concrete, you know? So I landed on concrete. So I pop up. Well, I didn't, I didn't pop up. I was down 
And then I rolled over and saw all this blood all over me and felt that my arm, my left arm was, you know, like oh, pain, pain. I knew I did something. So naturally I start screaming and cursing and whatever. Uh, and, and I'm looking for this person. Now, by this point, I'm a, I'm a spectacle now. There are people who are stopping and looking and seeing if I'm all right, including the girl who was talking to her boyfriend or, you know, a guy as she was running around and they're up about 15 feet, 20 feet away. Now I don't speak French fluently, but my friend lives there and he says to them, what were you doing? He says to the girl, what were you doing? Why were you going out? No response. And the boyfriend or the guy says, well, there's nothing we can do about it. And my friend says, well, you could apologize to my friend who's lying over there bleeding. And they said, no, you know, and they just, took off. Oh. Didn't even have the courtesy to say, I'm really sorry. Are you okay? Anything like that. Just nothing. Just took oh, off. Oh my goodness. Just took off. So, so I can't see. Are you, let me see your arms. Oh, I right. can see each other while we're recording. See the oh, bandage wow. there all over there. Jeez. I can't, can't really show you my knees all bandaged up. My other knees bandaged up. My hands are bandaged up. Um, Did you break anything? Did you break yes, a I bone? Broke, I broke a, the radial head bone in my elbow. So, uh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't press off with my left arm or anything like that. So uh, now, so there's a point to this story, not just to amuse you with my, my, bad oh my God. but there's a point to the story. So I, I was, I was really frustrated and angry because this was the start of a vacation. It was three days, three days into a two week break. Ah. Oh. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, the next 11 days, I'm going to have to be dealing with all this. And you run it through your mind, this, this momentary encounter, this momentary encounter. Why did it have to be this way? And then, of course, that insult to injury, this attitude of this person. Yeah. I had to ride back because there was no way to get back to where I could go to maybe get my wounds tended to uh, unless I rode the bicycle. We were out in, you know, on a bike path. So I actually had to get back on the bicycle. And ride. So I'm bleeding all over my legs. You know, you can you can't with no bandages or anything. There's nothing to stop it. So my legs are bleeding, my hands are bleeding, and I'm riding a bicycle along with my friends. And as we're coming along, we go a couple miles. You know, heading back, and one of my friends says, "That's the girl <gasps> up there ahead." Apparently, they had stopped or whatever. So she's there with her friend, and they're just riding along, chit chatting. So I rode up alongside her. Oh my God. And I looked at her and I just started screaming at her. I said, This is, I pointed to my, you know, my elbow. My, I said, This is because of you. 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 You couldn't even say you were sorry. And she just looked at me. I don't think she understood a word I was saying because I was speaking in, in English, but I was just livid. Right. All right. That's part one of the story. That's part one of the story. Oh my yes, goodness. There is, there is, a point to this story that has to do with our podcast. Here's part two. Uh, when we get back to the area where my friend Kim's family is there and, you know, they have what they have. They have a little first aid kit, put a bandage on my knees, you know, wipe the wounds down, but it's pretty apparent. I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need some stitches and I probably should get an x-ray or something. Well, it's a holiday in France. And so my friend Kim calls every doctor he knows. They're all off. Everybody's off. They're away. They're they're not answering their phones. And in France, 
you know, the medicine's not quite, it's not an urgent care on every center, every yeah. corner. If I went to a hospital, you know, socialized medicine, you wait your turn. Uh, I would, they said it'd probably be about six hours before oh, I geez. could get an x-ray. So I didn't want to ruin everybody's time. They're on vacation, all that. So I said, no, I don't want to do that. And my friend says, wait a minute, I have one more idea. So he makes a phone call. I hear him say, hello, Caroline. Hello, hello, Caroline. <laughs> That's my French. Uh, Caroline. So it turns out Caroline, <laughs> hello, Caroline is a doctor. Oh. She's, oui, a, oui. Vet, she's a veterinarian oh. doctor. <laughs> Better than nothing, Mitch. <laughs> yes, she is a veterinarian. But she, so the veterinarian is willing to come in oh on her gosh. day off. Oh, I love willing this. willing to come in on her day off and um, meet me at the clinic. And so we go to the clinic. Veterinary clinic? In, a veterinary clinic. <laughs> and she comes in, dogs and cats, pictures on the wall and everything like that, you know. And uh, she's, is, she's in shorts and a t-shirt because she was at home. And she stitches me up. She says to me, uh, I do not have, uh, I'm sorry, I do not have the, uh, what is the word? She puts her hand like over her nose, like a mask. I said, anesthesia? She says, yes, I do not have, I'm sorry. I said, do I need anesthesia for a stitch? <laughs> I mean, like, what are you going to do to me? She says, uh, well, I guess all animals need it because the animals get freaked out if you're coming at them with a needle. But So she's used to giving anesthesia to her patients. I said, I'll tough it out. Just do it without anesthesia. She says, oh, you are very brave. I well, said, did she I, give you like numbing solution? No, did you get- no, no. She just, okay, you are brave. No, nah, it doesn't hurt that much. I'm with Carolyn on this one. <laughs> so she stitches up my uh, my knee and then she says, she says, I have to take an x-ray. Uh, she says, so she goes to the x-ray machine and she says, I'm sorry. Uh, it's like really it's- low to the ground. Yeah, and it's all set for animals. So she says, I have to punch in an animal in order to set the setting. Were you a so great Dane? What animal are you? I said, <laughs> you know, I wanted to say uh, lion. When you have lion, <laughs> you have, uh, you know, but uh, saber-toothed tiger. But I said, just put dog. So she punches in the dog setting, and I right. had to put my arm down, and she, you know, x-rays my arm. <laughs> and they find out that I have this broken bone, small fracture in my radial head and my elbow okay no no i was laughing too and then she gave me a doggy treat and let me go home uh but the point was that here was this woman who came in on her day off and i was thank i wanted to pay her she wouldn't take any money from me and she could not have been nicer and so what this got me to thinking about was Chance encounters, mm-hmm. the chance encounters that we have in our lives and what we can take from them and how often we let a chance encounter become a negative thing when it's yes. with a stranger. We presume the negative. We presume that we're not going to like that person or they're going to have ulterior motives or something like that versus the opposite. So, of course, my first chance encounter was with the teenage girl who just drifted out into my lane and didn't seem to care. And my reaction to her was, you know, I I judged her based on her lack of interest in my well-being. With the blood yet. Yeah. And and I reacted by finding her and screaming at her. Right. 
the second encounter was with a woman who was just kind enough to come in and do a nice act for somebody who she did not know and could not have been nicer or kinder. And I probably will never see her again, mm-hmm. but I'll never forget the time that she came in and took care of me and stitched me up and took an x-ray and, and uh, you know cleaned up my wounds and all the rest of it. And there's something to be said for being open to these chance encounters and learning from ourselves and how we behave in them. I was very humble in the second one. I was so grateful, far more grateful than I am to any doctor than I, th- that I go to here where I make an appointment and I get, start to get ticked off when I'm in the waiting room for 15 minutes. It's like, you know, why did I make an 11 a.m. appointment if they're not going to see me until 1120, you know? Uh, and, and, and here I was like, whatever, you know, I'll wait for you. I'll wait. Yeah. Go, go look around for the stuff that you need. I'll just sit here. You know, thank you for taking care of me. Just so grateful that she would take care of me. So I went to look at some of the stuff that Maury and I have talked about, uh, during our time together. And sure enough, there were some things that Maury talked about, 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 uh, chance encounters as well. Mm-hmm. There was a time where he, uh, he talked about traffic encounters where people will get angry and give him the finger mm. and what his reaction would be. And here is what he said. You know what I do? Somebody wants to get ahead of me. Well, I used to be able to use my head. I'd smile at them and wave. Go ahead. I'm not that in a hurry. Go ahead. That changes him. So I gave you a finger. Right. Yeah, smile. Not everybody. And how do they usually react? They smile back uh-huh. or they just ignore me. But I feel good because I didn't have to be so competitive. So he would say, you know, they would give him the finger and he would lift up his hand as if to give them the finger, but he would just wave and say, Instead, go ahead, go ahead. Right? Yeah, and wave and be nice and smile. Yeah. That was his sort of, sort of ch- chance encounter that he would choose to, when confronted with something negative, he would choose to be positive. And that chance encounter, now what was important about that? One, as he said, that they would smile back, many of them, mm-hmm. or it changes them, as he said, it changes them. Yeah. But also what was important was what he said, I feel good because I didn't have to be so competitive. And you think about our chance encounters, you think about um, getting online for an airplane. This has always interests me because we're all getting on the same airplane, right? Oh, mm-hmm. But when they call your <laughs> section at an airplane, you see oh, how yeah. people are shifting towards the front already, trying <laughs> to get there, trying to get up to the front of that. So when they say, okay, row, rows 10 and higher, you're the first one. And sometimes you get into that funnel where it's you and somebody else and somebody else, and you're all kind of lined up equally. And someone has to take the first step to sort of go down the funnel. Yes. So you could take that first step and be the person who takes the first step and doesn't look back, right? You don't look back. You don't want to look at the faces of the people you just Mm, cut in front of. So you don't, yeah. So you just take that step. Or you Uh could be the person who says, Go ahead. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And then what often happens? What often happens when you do that? The other person 
often says, no, 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 you go. Oh, ahead. yeah. No, you go. Right. Yeah. But if ah. you tried to step like in front, they would try to step in front. So, again, it's what Maury said about it changes them. People are changed. These chance encounters. What do you want to take into these brief little yeah. encounters? Do you want to feel good about yourself? Well, I let that person go ahead of me. I feel good about it. Or they say, thanks. Thanks a lot. And you feel better. Or do you want to feel like, well, I got I got what I wanted. I went first. Yes. And then you kind of feel creepy as you're going down the jetway. You don't want to turn around. Yeah, because I've you done don't that. want them looking at you like, yeah, okay, buddy, you cut in front of me. I hope you're happy. Right? I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> and why are we all such a hurry to get on an airplane that we have to sit on for four hours? Right. Yeah. Like, what's we're the hurry? All, <laughs> we're all going to be getting on the same plane anyway, yeah. <laughs> and arriving at the same time. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Yeah. So these, again, these chance encounters, traffic, uh, you know, you're online at the supermarket and you're pushing your cart right at the same time as someone else's. And you both spy the open lane that it has fewer people on it. And your cart has 12 items and the other person's has 20 items. And you're like, if I let them go ahead of me, then they're going to be taking longer and I should go first. And you want to, you know, step it up and get in front of them. Do you want to be that person or do you want to be the person that says, go ahead, go ahead. You can go ahead. Yeah, I'm not you go. in that much of a hurry. And you feel a little better about yourself. Chance encounters. We received an email from a listener that exemplifies this point as well, talking about, again, a chance encounter. So listen to this. This listener writes, I enjoyed your show on Friday. And the next day at the supermarket, I saw this older man smiling, wearing a white T-shirt with a biblical poem on it. It is a well-known poem here in Israel. So I guess this person is writing us from Israel. Even amongst us secular people, since it's become a popular song some years ago, it reads something like this, quote, who is the man who wants life, loves days to see the good Hold your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deception. Keep away from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. And she writes, I turned to him and said, I love your shirt. Sure enough, he explains to me that he had a whole bunch of these shirts printed out. And did I want one with the Hebrew on the front and the Arabic on the back or the other way around? I chose my preference and we got to talking a little. He said that he was a crazy American. I said, we love a crazy American. <laughs> Eventually, I returned to my grocery shopping, but not before he told me it was his birthday. And giving away these shirts was his way of celebrating his birthday. I wished him a happy birthday and went on to the next aisle. Later in my shopping, I found him in a different aisle, and I ended up telling him about Tuesday People, your podcast. I told him what it was about. I told him he was a Tuesday person. He just didn't know it yet. I ended up setting up Spotify on his phone, finding <laughs> him the podcast, and showing him how to start listening. I went home so happy. Now, 
this is another story of a chance encounter. You could see somebody wearing a T-shirt, maybe even a T-shirt that you like. But you and you think about saying, "I like your shirt," but there's part of you that says, "I don't want to get involved with the conversation." Or I could say, "I like your shirt," and they're going to take it the wrong way. You're going to think I'm coming on to them, or whatever. Or I'm just not. A, I'm too shy. I'm just not a person who says that kind of thing. Or I don't want to know. And she could have done any of those things. And look at what she would have missed out on. Right. Right. This moment. Yeah. And, and then she engages the guy, and he says it's her, his birthday. Ends up, he ends up giving her a shirt. Now, she could have left it at that and gone home. But then she sees him again. She could have been the person who says, well, I don't want to talk to him again. I already talked to this guy once. I'll just go to the other aisle, you know, because it's awkward. We already already had our encounter. No, she finds him again. And she says, by the way, you ever hear of this your podcast? Phone. <laughs> Give me your phone. He, she sets up his phone. <laughs> he now ends up with a podcast. Maybe he's even listening to us now. Oh, I he hope he up, is. Yeah. He <laughs> ends up with a podcast and a phone that was set for him that maybe he didn't know how to do because of his chance encounter with someone because of his T-shirt. So there's a case where the chance encounter was received by both parties as positive and was absorbed that way. And both ended up feeling better as a result of it. Just like Maury said, that little chance encounter you could go one way or you could go negative or you could go the other way and go positive. If you go positive, you often end up feeling better about yourself. Better about I'm, yourself. It's true. Look at how she said, I was so happy. Like she could have literally just walked by the person and go, oh, that's an interesting thing on his T-shirt, right? She could have just not said anything, but she mentions it. They talk. Then it gets into a whole thing. And then she leaves the grocery store like, like I, it's almost like she did community service. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it That's feels right. like it's that same feeling you get when you do something charitable. And her her day was made better. Yes. And and I I would venture to say that they, that they can be even greater than that. And I'll tell you what I mean in a moment. Now, let's take the flip side of that, uh, where there can be a a negative. Maury and I talked about this too where he said one of the things that he would tell young people today about leading a good life would be, and he rattled off four or five things, and we're going we're gonna to talk about them in the weeks to come, but because it was specifically for young people, for young people. But the number one, one for, thing he said was awareness, being aware. Now, I wasn't sure what he meant by that, so I asked him to elaborate. Here's what he said. Awareness. It means you know yourself in some depth, not only your conscious self, but your unconscious self. The things that sneak out on you that you're not aware of until you see them out there. Like what? Like what? Give me an example. Like you tend, when you see, let's say, uh, an older man to, I'm not saying it's true for you, to get a little shudder. Right. Of course, you feel old age, and that's how you reveal it to yourself. And therefore, when you see an older person, you get that little shudder. Now, what Maury's talking about here is a snap judgment in a brief encounter. You see an older person struggling, 
okay, struggling to walk, let's say using a cane or a walker, going very slow, looking very old, is there a part of you that looks away? Is there a part of you that says, I, I don't want to see that? Um, or let me get over to the other aisle or or the other side of the street or whatever. Not because you're worried they're going to harm you in any way, or whatever, but it, it, it's, it's like, I guess it reminds you of weakness and aging and decay. And none of us want to face that ourselves. And Maury was right to point that out. It makes you uncomfortable. You get a little shudder, as he put it, a shudder. But, but really what you're doing is you are shuddering away from the encounter with that person. You don't want to say hello. You don't want to acknowledge them. You don't want to say, can I help you? So you shudder away from the encounter because they in some way make you uncomfortable. Now, what you're not really ever going to think about what you missed in that moment. You could have ended up having a moment like the woman from Israel who wrote us. Yes. Could have ended up being a positive encounter. Could have yes. ended up hearing a story that would be very interesting. Could have ended up, you know, uh, knowing somebody who knows a French veterinarian when you need one. <laughs> and if you think if you think that I'm being, you know, overly dramatic about it, then and here's where I want to ultimately take this point. Think about me talking to you right now. I would not be doing this podcast. Would not be doing this podcast if. A, on my very first day of classes at Brandeis University, 1975, when I walked into Maury Schwartz's classroom and I saw that there were only nine kids in the class and I said, this is too small a class, I'm going to go drop it, and was leaving to go to the registrar's office to drop it when Maury started calling roll and I heard my name called even though I was outside the classroom and I felt so guilty that I came back in and said, it's, that's me. If I kept walking and dropped the class, I would not be here with you today. I would not be doing this podcast today. That brief encounter, all right? 16 years later, I happened to be watching television and happened to flip on the Nightline program and I happened to see my old professor, Maury Schwartz, talking about what it was like to die from Lou Gehrig's disease. A chance encounter. I could have said, oh, you know, how awful for Maury, but uh, okay, I don't want to, that makes me uncomfortable. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to talk to him. I don't, he's a sick person. I don't know. But instead I made a phone call and that phone call led to an invitation to his home. Again, I could have turned it down. Oh no, I don't want that encounter. I, I paid my respects. I said what I needed to say. Okay, that's enough. But no, I went there and one visit led to another and led to another and led to another. And look at what I got out of it. Look at the rich, rich, rich experience I got, yeah. the amazing education, the eye-opening, life-changing exposure I had because I was willing to make a phone call to someone I hadn't seen in so long, even though I was embarrassed by not having seen him and willing to go visit him, even though I was that person that he's talking right. about. I was uncomfortable with someone who has ALS. If you have not encountered someone with ALS in your life, or have once, then you know that it can make you very squeamish. Yeah. It really can, because you're looking at someone who's frozen in their own skin to a large degree. Their expression on their face frequently is, you know, their mouth might be open or their head might be le leaning to the side as if it wasn't connected to them because of their muscles of atrophied or whatever. And uh, their expression might, might be, you know, uh, look like someone who's out of it. 
And of course, their arms are, you know, limp by their sides and their legs, and they might be stuffed into that chair at an awkward angle. And everything in your visceral encounter, your visual intake is saying to you, uh, oh, that's making me uncomfortable. Oh, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to be reminded that we could all end up being like that. I just want to look at healthy people. But look at what I would have missed if I had taken that approach yep. to life. That has to be one of your biggest life-changing things ever, would you say? Yes, it was, uh, the, the most. The biggest sort of, life-changing. Sort of emerging from the womb. Right. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> that was a big one. But other but, than that, yes, in terms of the way the trajectory of my life went. I mean, just one, like a one thing. That, one thing. I think about that often, just even if you didn't even turn the TV on. I mean, sure, you could have walked out of the class. That's your first one. And then the second part of it is you had two chances, right? You had right, two, right. you were thrown into two karmic chances with this thing. Right. But the point is I took those chances. Yeah. Uh, and now the first time out of guilt and the second time out of more guilt, first time of guilt at hearing my name called, second time of guilt at not having stayed in touch with him, but something told me to do the right thing, even though it was uncomfortable. Something told me, get involved, take the plunge make the encounter and look at how much better I am for it. So all of these things that we're sharing with you here, these chance encounters. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes they'll go wrong and you, you end up on your knees bloody from a bike. <laughs> yeah, accident. <that's... laughs> but, but that was, that wasn't, you know, that was a chance encounter, like literally physically, but the encounter with the doctor. Yeah. What a wonderful memory to have. The encounter with the man in the Israeli grocery store, what an uh, incredible memory. Because we chose to take the chance, get involved, allow people to enter our world, allow the comment from them to be the first thing and respond to it, uh, allow our eyes to look at them and not look away from them. Yeah. Uh, allow our bodies to sit with them and not say, I got to go. These chance encounters can end up turning into some really important things in your life. So next time you're in a situation where you, you, you meet a stranger or you have a chance to talk to a stranger or you see something that a stranger is doing that catches your eye or you wonder about it and, uh, and that voice inside of you says, well, don't, don't open your mouth. Don't get involved. You don't know where it could lead. You're safer off just being quiet. The, the, the person could be a blowhard and and talk forever. I always think about that on airplanes now, how with the advent of of the screens that you can look at and the headphones that you can put in, nobody sits down and does what we used to do on airplanes about 25 years ago, which was you turn to the person next to you, hey, hi, you know, where are you headed? You know, or where you, you know, I'm going, you, is Atlanta your last stop? No, I'm I'm going on to Florida. Oh yeah, what's down there? I work down there. You from Florida? No, you from Michigan here? No, you have the you have the airplane talk. You yes, know? and it maybe it lasts two minutes, and then you know you go into your book or your magazine. Today nobody does that. People just sit down and they put their headphones in, and they yeah. disappear. But Most I'm times, saying that yeah. there's still chance encounters to be had out there, and these chance encounters. Yes, sometimes they can be negative and lead you bloody on your knees, but more often than not, there's a positive spin to them. And certainly for me, my life of, is, is full of chance encounters 
that have changed my life forever. Uh, and, and I guess it's because I'm open to them and I'm open to talking to that person or seeing them happen. And you should be open to them too. Yeah. Be open I, to them. Yeah. I hope more people have a, uh, an experience like our listener did in the grocery store, you know, keep your eyes open, pay attention, uh, for your moment. Maybe you'll have a happy moment too. Don't be afraid to compliment. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask somebody, you want me to take your phone and set up your Spotify so you can listen to Tuesday People, <laughs> the podcast? Right. We should encourage people just to go up to strangers and grocery stores to have them listen to our podcast. Another way to grow your audience. <laughs> uh, oh, but, grocery store, Spotify. Right. We, we're encouraged. We'll give somebody a prize at the end of the year. Um, the um, I, I hope if that man is listening to us, uh, join our Facebook group because I know the woman had said something that if he joins our thing and if he hears us, whatever, we want to hook them up because she feels yeah, bad. She, that she, yeah, she, she didn't get his phone number or an email. Yeah. So she, she doesn't know if she'll ever see him again. So yeah. here we can play, you know, uh, six degrees of separation here. Let's try to bring those two people together. So if either one of you are out there, yeah, make sure you write us at uh, we Tuesday people.com and uh, we can, can thank you appropriately on the air. But you are, thank you already, both of you, for providing the backdrop to today's lesson and today's episode, which is the chance encounters are part of life. What you do with them, however, is up to you. And therefore, they can be a big part of your life or they can be just be exactly that, nothing more than a chance encounter that will leave you wondering about, I wonder if I had said this or done this or whatever. Um, take advantage of them. There are great opportunities. And to the uh, vet out there who stitched me up, Caroline, merci beaucoup. <laughs> and woof, 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 woof. Yeah, and woof, woof. <laughs> as, as, as my, uh, I have a doctor back in the States here and I told her the story and I sent her some, the x-rays that she took. I said, could you please confirm that, you know, this bone is broken? And she wrote back, yes, the bone is broken. Also, you have rabies. <laughs> oh, a good joke came out of it as well. So that's today's lesson. That's today's focus. That's today's podcast. Chance encounters and their intrinsic value. Uh, keep your eyes open for them wherever you may find them. If you like what you heard today, uh, you can always leave us a comment or a rating. We always appreciate that. And you can find out more about our show at wetuesdaypeople.com past episodes, conversations, and the like. Until we get a chance to talk to you again with Lisa Goich, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People. <laughs>